Leather About, a podcast from the academic skills team at UWS. My name is Linda Riches and I'm one of the academic skills advisors at the university. Today we're going to have a wee blather about research and we're lucky enough to be joined by a guest on the podcast, our first ever guest, um, UWS librarian Oliver Whitkin and he's also an academic skills advisor so he has to juggle both roles and he's going to give us hopefully some hints and tips on how to get the most out of the library and the librarians at UWS. So as I said Oliver's in that unique position in that he does one-to-one appointments for academic skills but also um, he is a librarian. So hi Oliver, welcome along. Hello, hi. Hi and hi again um, Dr Kevin Wilson who's with me today. Hi there. Hi, yeah. Um, so we're going to have a little chat just about research um, and hopefully that will help you during your time at UWS. So I'm probably going to start with the expert here, Oliver. Um, I find myself recommending the library a lot to students. So when we're having chats about referencing, about, you know, research, and I'm sometimes surprised that students don't realise how much the librarians can help just wondering if you could give listeners an idea of you know what we mean by research and how you as librarians can help students with that yeah certainly um so um the way i the way i see research is it's um something that really belongs in everyday life um and all of us engage in it um because when it comes down to it um research is really just about finding out um, about stuff to solve a problem or, or answer a question. Mm. Um, so to, to take an example, like if you, if you want to go to, for a holiday or have a meal somewhere, you're, you're in the business of looking for evidence, um, though you may not realise it. Um, so you want information which will um, tell you what is the best choice that you can make amongst all the alternatives that are available. Um, so, for example, you might go to TripAdvisor if you're looking for a holiday mm-hmm. and you'll read the opinions and evidence which are provided by people who post there. And um, you're in the business of kind of evaluating each of the alternatives um, that you're considering using the evidence um, that's provided. Um, and then eventually you'll make a judgment, um, perhaps narrow the field to two or three alternatives and um, after considering other kinds of evidence that may relate to, like it could be factors such as location, amenities that are available on site, um, the opportunities for walking, swimming, sailing, etc. You may then judge between these alternatives and draw your conclusions. And your conclusion will be based upon the evidence and how closely your choice um, meets your requirements, which are, are part of the problem you address. And then when you've done this, you've essentially completed a, a research project. And most of us do this uh, without ever thinking about research or that it is even uh, research. We, we just do it automatically as as part of our day-to-day lives and so academic research is really based on the same principle um, even though the writing um, might appear to be abstract or formal um, with more complex ideas and use of language the main difference really with academic writing is just that um, academics are engaging in research in a more conscious way Um, so they're more explicit about the process and are continuously evaluating the quality of their research so that they can be sure that the um, the evidence they're producing is the best evidence to support the conclusions that they draw in solving the research problem. Whereas I think that um, in everyday life, we, we tend to set the bar a little lower when it comes to evidence and we're a yeah. bit quicker to arrive at our, our conclusions. So 
Yeah, I think I think that's how I would kind of see um, research, um, really. And um, I think, you know, um, the librarians can um, help a lot with this because we have um, a lot of experience uh, working with kind of different sources of information and we can help students to kind of um, evaluate sources and um, help them kind of find the best um, evidence available. And librarians have different subject areas that they have um, knowledge on, is that right? Yes, that's, that's right. So we do have um, librarians who uh, work quite closely with a, a particular school. Um, so, um, for example, um, Margot uh, works uh, with the School of Health. Um, so um, if students would like to uh, arrange an appointment with a um, subject um, librarian they can they can do that but basically um, rather like the academic skills team uh, students can just book an appointment with a librarian it doesn't matter what campus um, the they're, they're based at um, mm -hmm. because we, we offer the services remotely uh, so if if students just sort of want some kind of help with their research or help with the library resources or the um, databases or uh, literature searching um, that sort of thing um, they can basically just arrange an appointment by um, emailing the library and um, just uh, mentioning the times that they're available and um, someone will get back to them. Unfortunately, we don't have a nice sort of uh, simple booking system like the academic skills team uh, <laughs> uh, yet. Um, we would very much like one and hopefully um, at some point that will become a reality, but uh, it looks like um, we're going to have to wait a little bit. For that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that will come. Um, can I just bring Kevin in here as well? In your experience, Kevin, um, is there a temptation for students to not go to the li librarian and just sort of think, well, I could just look this up on Google? Is that the is that where a lot of students start with research initially? Yeah, I, I mean, I, th I think it's natural. And, and, and you know, mm. what I say to students is, like, let's not be ridiculous. You know, let's not think that we don't use, you know, Google. If somebody asked me, you know, a question about something I didn't know the answer to, what I would do would be Google it, but what I wouldn't do if I was writing an essay on that topic would be to use my Google search as the final kind of piece of evidence for, for what I was going to say. So I think that, you know, searching on the internet is sometimes a good way to kind of start generating ideas or thoughts, but what we need to do at some point is then move into the, the more, um, you know, credible sources of evidence that, 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 are, that can be accessed through the library and that, that people at Oliver can give us real guidance and, and getting towards. So, it's important to make a distinct, you know, it's not that we don't use online sources. Sometimes people say, you know, I think that you should only be taking books off the shelf and you shouldn't be using anything online. But in this day and age, there's so much of what we access will be online. It's about being able to, you know, differentiate between a, a good source, which we've accessed online, and one which, you know, isn't, doesn't have the same kind of level of credibility and respect. And also, just to remember that if we're not using the library resources, the e-resources properly, that there's there's a, such a big wealth of, of information and that's behind a kind of password wall, you know, that if you're using Google, you're getting stuff that anybody can get, really, you know, by searching on the internet. Whereas if you're saying, if you know how to sign into the library and how to search it for searching in the ebooks and searching the, the, the journal databases, there's always a kind of moment there where you need to log in and give your, your student credentials. And then that's the moment where this, you know, massive treasure trove of information is, is opened up to you. So, 
it's important that you know how to access the stuff. And, and again, that, that's where the librarians are, are invaluable, helping you work out how to access things and, and direct you to the different kind of routes and, and different types of sources that you can access through the, through the library. Um, and, and it's really important because, as you say, I think you know to, to a lot of students will just defer too often to this, the first thing that they come across online. And, and what, what I say as well is that it's not that we're trying to make it more difficult by pushing you towards these um, sources. It should make it more. E it should make it easier to, to write an essay if you've got uh, you know access to thousands of good uh, credible sources, uh, as yeah. opposed to you know trying to write an essay where all you've got is a Google search bar, where you know you're you're, you're limited as to what you're going to come across, and also the quality is is going to be just you know. Yeah, it's quite random, whereas you can be much more specific. Um, mm -hmm. Oliver, when students speak to you and speak to librarians, do they struggle with actually how to use a database? I mean, there's lots of databases that students can use. Do, they, do you have to help them with the sort of technicalities of actually how to effectively research? And, and are there any tips that you give students that, that help them to do that a bit better? Um, yeah, so uh, very often, um, I mean, as Kevin was saying, it's it's also a question of, of kind of encouraging them to use the databases in the first place, because quite often they they um, they will just kind of do Google searches, and, and they're they're really the, the the problem with that is they're really only kind of um, scraping the surface when it comes to the uh, the academic literature that's available to them, um, because most of this is, is located behind paywalls. Um, so, you know, but because the university subscribes to all of these kind of um, high quality peer reviewed academic journals, they can access this for free using the um, subscription resources. Whereas on the internet, okay, you know, maybe very occasionally they'll be lucky and, and they'll find that there's an article that's, you know, that's just available in full text for free, but usually it'll only give them the abstract and so on. So so there is, there is this, um, but uh, with the uh, databases, um, we have uh, many really, really uh, good databases that we subscribe to. Um, but usually um, there are just like a few kind of key resources uh, that uh, will be particularly useful to students in a particular discipline. Mm. Um, so, for example, the EBSCO databases have most, uh, you know, with, with databases like CINAHL and uh, Medline and um, Health Source, um, these um, databases will have kind of most of the kind of uh, journal articles that the students need for their research mm. and they can of course then supplement this with other resources but the the the, the main thing is that searching the databases is much more difficult um, than when you're kind of searching online like if, if you're searching google for example you can put in practically anything and you'll get relevant results um, you know just because you're kind of searching the whole of the web and it's just like, uh, uh, it's kind of like immediate, you know, you'll just get, you know, you'll get lots of relevant results. With the databases, you have to be much more um, careful, much more precise. Mm. And there's a lot of trial and error involved as well. You have to sort of try different things, try different keywords, try words um, that kind of like basically mean the same thing, but are different and so on to kind of get the results that you want. Um, and I think um, um, a mistake that, um, a lot of students make is that they kind of confine their um, search just to the kind of um, the titles of their brief um, or the kind of like or the brief itself so um, they will kind of select words from those titles and they will search like that which will 
uh, we'll get them so far, um, but they really need to do more than that. And it comes back to really what I was talking about research, which is really kind of thinking very carefully about the problem. Um, so um, not kind of searching in just in a mechanical way, but asking questions and thinking, you know, what kind of information do I do I really need? And I think that's where librarians can really help students um, by helping to them to kind of um, think about the, the kinds of questions they need to ask to kind of get the best results and um, help them to therefore kind of arrive at you know the the right kind of search terms because it can be very it can be very tricky sometimes um, searching databases. I mean, mm. you know, if it's um, yeah. if it's a topic where there's uh, you know which has been very very um, heavily researched, then you know sometimes you know they will just get thousands of of you know high quality results um, and so on. But um, sometimes um, you know it's a case that you know you have to sort of really kind of try different things and be very flexible um so um yeah so that that's the the other thing but yeah as, as kevin says we we're, we're not sort of suggesting that you know they should only use these resources or, or and so on so i usually just recommend it as a kind of like their first port of call when they're doing kind of academic research yeah. mm. um and then they can supplement it with with other resources or you know high quality sort of like um information that they might find elsewhere like on the internet like from you know recognized health authorities or government websites or things like that yeah yeah so yeah i think we're not saying that it's necessarily easy using these databases but it's definitely more worthwhile in terms of the quality of the research that you're finding and sometimes that's where the librarians can really help is just helping you to to work your way through that um Kevin, do you have any sort of particular tips when you're speaking to students about research? About we have talked about this before about tracking your research. I think that's quite important, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, well, so there's two things I'd say. One, one is just to, to kind of add something to what we're saying there is I, I, we've been talking a lot about how to search and where we go and you know using databases and stuff. But I'm conscious that there may be some students listening to this thinking it's a database, it's a journal. <laughs> good point. And, Very good and point. You know that, <laughs> And it's and what I would say is that if you you don't want to come and speak about you know you're not you if that's the question that you've got then come and see you know book to see a librarian or come see an academic skills advisor and I mean I can still remember at, at, at university and I was probably towards the end of my undergraduate degree when I, I worked out on my own just you know not any sort of stroke of brilliance but just after a wee while what a journal was and how it compared to how academic journals compare to books and that they come out, you know, serially at regular intervals and that they're more, you know, contain, they contain lots of different articles in a topic rather than being like a book, which is all, you know, generally by one person. And, you know, that was a bit of a kind of, it was a light bulb moment for me and in, in understanding why that type of evidence was, um, you know, valuable and different from a book and different from other forms of, of evidence and also understanding what it was helped me to actually search for them because then when you're looking at the databases you can realize you start to realize what the different kind of pieces of text on the screen and things actually represent mm. so i suppose what i'm trying to say is that don't worry if the question you want to ask is you know what what are the databases before you even think about starting to to, yeah. to use them you know it's a really important thing to learn is because it's not something particularly like you know everybody i would hope before they come to uni knows what a book is but an academic journal is not something really you, you would lightly come across unless you're studying at university. So it's it's 
something quite new, and I, I'm conscious that sometimes courses and things just tell students to use the journals. You need to use academic journals, and nobody ever pauses to tell a student what a journal is. And if they maybe just, you know, if, if that's something that you feel that you need a bit of guidance on in the first instance, that, you know, my personal experience was it suddenly opened up my, my ability to research, just knowing what this thing was and the distinction of it. Mm. Um, the other thing I would say is, yeah, in, in terms of keeping track, I mean, I think the further on you go, and certainly for, for single projects like dissertations, is to try and keep all your notes about your research in one place. You know, I was, a, you know, at the start of my um, PhD, particularly bad research, and researcher in that I would have you know, loose, piles of loose leaf paper on my desk, you know, where I reference, you know, an interesting kind of source scrawled across the bottom of one sheet of A4 somewhere in the pile. So, you know, I learned in the hard way that the best thing is to just have a, a you know, I used to have like a research kind of book that I would just, anytime I came across a source that I liked or, Anytime that somebody else referenced a source, which I thought I might want to try and look up, wrote it down immediately. And it's the immediately, I think, that's important because when you're reading something, it always seems, if it's relevant, it seems like you'll always remember it. But the truth is, you go and read two other things that day, and then the first thing that you read, although it seemed brilliant at the time, it's, it's so easily pushed out of your mind. So, you know, writing things down and keeping everything in just one central place, whether that be like yeah. one big Word document or one, you know, I actually, I, I found it, Personally, I like carrying a wee booklet about and jotting down ideas in it and always writing down sources that I would come across. And you find that after a period of, and this is, I suppose, the other thing with researching is that, you know, exploring the literature is, is a lot of the hard work. And sometimes when you've not got too many words on the screen at that point that you've written, you feel like you've not done anything. Whereas if you're constantly writing down all the sources you're coming across and what you thought about them and why you liked them and how they might work, you suddenly you've got a kind of physical representation of the work that you the pre the pre writing work that you've been doing you know by keeping mm. it all in, in in one place so i think you know that's particularly i think true of large kind of projects like dissertations or really long essays where you've got lots and lots of sources for for, for, for one piece yeah yeah absolutely and i think it comes back to a point we've made before about you know the reading and the thinking is the really important part of what you're doing and yeah. the writing is the sort of final part so yeah. i know what you mean kevin sometimes you think i need that evidence that i've actually done something because all i've sort of done is read and just thought about stuff so you almost need yeah. that physical representation of oh actually these are the sources i looked at that day and, and these are the points that i've taken from them yeah, and there's an amount of times that I've, you know, and, and this thing of, you know, this, maybe it's just me personally, my terrible memory, thinking that I wasn't going to forget something, like, oh, I remember that, and then I would, sometimes I would even write it down, and then, you know, a month later, I would read something, and I would think, oh, that sounds brilliant, and then I'd look at my book, and to I'd totally forgotten that I'd read, either read it or taken a note of it, like, a month ago, you know, so it's yeah. it's so easy to forget these things, and if we've got a lot of things, if we're doing a lot of research, so keeping it in one place, and you know, and, and as you say, just giving ourselves a kind of sense that we are doing work. You know, mm -hmm. we can see the research journey, so to speak, all in one kind of all in one kind of centralised thing, which gives us a bit more confidence that we're, that, you know, although we might not have started the right process, that we are doing the, doing the work that we need to do. Yeah, yeah. Any sort of final tips that you would have, Oliver, just for students when they're thinking about research? I take it you would really encourage people to have that conversation with a librarian, you know, at the start, just as Kevin was saying, to maybe understand terminology to know how to effectively research? Yeah, absolutely. So I think um, the key really is um, how you kind of like um, start the process. So I always sort of recommend to students that they, you know, when, when they're um, 
set um, a particular brief for an assignment, um, that they kind of um, just take some time to actually uh, think about the problem and think about what they've been asked to do. Um, and actually just that that uh, period when they're kind of asking questions, thinking about the topic, that kind of sets everything off in the right way because then they're actually, it's it's that kind of active um, uh, rather than passive approach uh, that uh, kind of provides the right foundation for research. Um, so then, you know, when they've actually understood because the the key is understanding when they've understood the 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 problem really that is at the center of it all um then that's the time when they um you know they can set up actually engaging with the literature looking for books and journals and so on and Mm. exploring the databases because they will have kind of thought about the kind of information they need uh they will have thought you know they will have started to um think about everything in the right way and it's this kind of thinking which directs the the whole process right through to the kind of writing of the assignment itself uh you know to being critical and so on it's it it guides the selection of the literature and and everything so um when when you're sort of clear in your own mind that you you know what the problem is um um at that point you can go uh, sort of looking at the types of evidence that you will need um to develop your solution and it will make um the uh, your use of the databases like um, that much easier as well because you know you will you'll find it easy to come up with search terms that are ju- aren't just simply confined to what the brief says because you're actually um, engaging um, in the research in a, a much more active way um, mm. so that's I think what I would give as a tip but what I would say is that you know if you have any problems at all or you know you find you're not finding the, the the literature that you want or you're finding the databases problematic then please do come and come and see us and we'll be very happy to help so you can always book an appointment with a librarian um and we'll you know we'll we'll be happy to assist with any any of those kinds of um problems yeah and and you can do that just through the library pages and and i should say the library pages are quite good with lots of information about databases there's quite a good referencing guide on there and the library staff are really easy to contact so you can just drop them an email um i think it's is it library at uws.ac.uk and you can just um you know mm-hmm. send an email to them yeah um yeah. so that's great thanks oliver for giving us some tips there and, and to kevin um remember that you can speak to librarians. You can also book one-to-one appointments um, with academic skills advisors to talk about research um, and talk about you know anything that is academic skills related. And you can just go onto the careers and skills um, pages to do that. And as always, we'd love your comments and feedback on the podcast. And if there's a topic you want to hear us have a blether about, then please drop a line to skills at uws.ac.uk. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.